Hey folks, and welcome to the Musculoskeletal Minute podcast by basicsoforthod.com. We aim to boost your musculoskeletal knowledge and increase your confidence in caring for orthopedic conditions through educational and informative discussion. I'm your host and longtime physician assistant in orthopedics, Jason Coggins. Welcome back to the Musculoskeletal Minute podcast, orthopedic enthusiasts. Uh, today, our topic is going to be the anterior cruciate ligament and the special tests that test the ligament. The reason for my topic selection today is that I've recently been uploading physical exam videos to my website, uh, basicsofortho.com, in the physical exam section. And I posted one of those on um, the Basics of Ortho Facebook page. And I got a uh, question asking about specificity and sensitivity of the various physical exam tests for... Uh, the anterior cruciate ligament. So that's what we're going to chat on today. And before we start, I want to say that the anterior cruciate ligament is my favorite ligament in the whole body. It's the ligament that got me started on the path that has led to right here, right now, doing this podcast. Um, I tore my ACL in high school. It started me on the road to learning about what it is. Um, the, the surgery that I had to to reconstruct my ACL and then the uh, subsequent therapy involved uh, all intrigued me so much that's uh, what got me to where I am. Um, But before we talk about the special tests, in order to do so appropriately you need to know why that special test uh, is a test for that ligament. So brief review of anatomy, anterior cruciate ligament is of course in the knee, It's, it's centrally in the knee, but its attachment point is on the posterior lateral aspect of the femoral notch and it traverses through the center of that knee uh, anteromedially and attaches on the the tibial spine uh, slightly anteromedially. Um, So if you think of that configuration, its function, what does it do? So it prevents the tibia from translating anteriorly. Um, So to test any ligament, you want to try to separate its origin and its attachment point. So that's what we're trying to do with all uh, ACL special tests, whether it's the anterior drawer, the Lachman, uh, the pivot shift, the reverse pivot shift, or a new one that I just learned about um, that was commented on uh, in the very same post I mentioned earlier. Uh, it's the Lely test. So I've done a little bit of reading on that one uh, since that post. That was a new one to me. So... Let's get started with the anterior drawer. So the patient is uh, supine, just a brief review of how to perform it. So the patient is supine, uh, the knee is flexed to approximately 90 degrees, the foot's flat on the table, and you as the evaluator grasp the proximal tibia and you're pulling forward on the tibia trying to anteriorly translate that tibia. Um, You really wanna do this one uh, bilaterally because that's really a better indicator of when it's positive is when one side you can pull uh, further than the other. Uh, This test is the least sensitive and the least specific of all the tests. Uh, It is very dependent on um, the patient's uh, hamstring tightness and, and spasm and guarding. If they're in the least bit guarded and their hamstrings are in the least bit tight, uh, then you'll frequently get a false negative. So um, 
you know, again, it's the least sensitive, least specific, but the advantage of the anterior drawer is it's the easiest to perform. So early on, you definitely want to be doing anterior drawer tests on any knee exam. The next exam that we'll discuss is the gold standard. Uh, this is the one that historically has been looked to to clinically diagnose an ACL tear. And it's the Lachman. Um, so with the Lachman, you try to separate that origin and attachment points um, by grasping the femur with one hand and stabilizing it. You're not moving that hand. And then the opposite hand, you're grasping the proximal tibia around the level of the tibial tubercle. And you're pulling forward, anteriorly translating that tibia. So what are you looking for or feeling for uh, to indicate a positive test? Well, you really pay attention to the endpoint. So what is the endpoint? If you took a belt or a rope, you had one end in each hand, you brought your hands together, giving some slack in the middle of that rope, and then you pulled it really tight as fast as you can and trying to get that rope or belt to snap. And if the ACL is intact, that's what you should feel. That's what a firm, solid endpoint feels like. If you feel that, the ACL is working, it's just fine. If you do not feel that, if it's soft, you'll get an endpoint. You know, the muscles are going to stop you at some point from uh, translating too far forward. But if it's a soft endpoint, you can translate that tibia. Um, that would be a positive test indicating a or an ACL tear. Now, you may say, well, I've tried that. I've never felt that snap. This is a difficult test to learn. It takes a lot of practice. Um, I first started learning how to do this as an athletic training student. And I've told students, I don't certainly haven't counted this, but I would estimate it probably took me somewhere between two and 300 times uh, practicing this test before I actually felt that snap of a firm endpoint. So it takes some time to learn. It, uh, you know, it is a little bit more difficult to perform, but it is a much more uh, sensitive and specific test in the anterior drawer. So keep practicing. That's what it takes. Keep practice, practice, practice that Lachman test. Get good at it. Um, the next test that I'll bring up is the pivot shift. Now, this is a very uh, good test. It is more specific uh, than the uh, Lachman, but it's a little bit less sensitive. Um, the thing about the pivot shift is it's more technically difficult to perform than the anterior drawer or the Lachman, and it requires complete relaxation on the patient's part. Now, anybody that has had an ACL tear or any knee injury at all, um, it's going to be very difficult to get good enough relaxation to be able to perform a good pivot shift. Uh, but essentially, you know, to talk through how to perform it, uh, you start with the patient's leg or knee extended. You apply an external rotation load and you apply an axial load to the knee and then you flex the knee and what you're looking for or feeling for is uh, actually correction it's an internal rotation at the um, you're holding on to the ankle it's an internal rotation 
and then an axial load and you flex the knee and as you do this you're trying to use the force of that rotation and the flexion to sublux the the tibia anteriorly and if this happens you'll feel a clunk uh, in the knee and that uh, that would be a positive test but again very technically um, dependent and uh, very dependent on full complete relaxation of the patient now this last test that i'll mention is is the lely test uh, I don't have any statistics in comparison to the other exams because it is a newer test. When I started reading about this, um, it looks like it was really uh, just published in a paper in, uh, I think it was around 2005, by an Italian orthopedist whose last name was Lely. And to perform this, it doesn't appear to be very technically difficult at all. Uh, the patient's supine, leg extended, knee extended, you make a fist with your distal hand and place it one-third the way down um, under the patient's calf. So you're uh, elevating that leg, you know, your fist height. And then with the opposite hand, you press down, applying a load just above uh, the patella over the quadricep tendon. And if the ACL is intact, what will happen is when you apply that load downward, the heel will rise up off the table. Uh, and that's because that you, when you apply that posterior load to the femur, once it hits an intact ACL, the, that distal segment is going to, to extend. So it's, it's like a fulcrum, really. Uh, if the ACL is torn, you'll be able to posteriorly translate that femur um, you'll be able to posterior translate that femur and the heel will not rise. It's an interesting test. It's, uh, I've never thought about it that way. Um, I haven't had the chance to uh, attempt it on a patient, but I'm looking forward to that because it, it does sound interesting. I uh, found a couple of articles uh, in which one was um, written by Dr. Lelly himself, and he had 100% success uh, with that test. So 100% and uh, specificity and uh, sensitivity. Uh, another one uh, that was not performed by him uh, was still quite high. It probably, uh, I think it was around 90, it was mid to upper 90s in terms of sensitivity. Um, so I'm looking forward to learning more about this test and starting to make it part of my routine uh, when I evaluate. That all being said, um, I'll recap and summarize. Anterior drawer is the least sensitive and specific, but it's the easiest per to perform, so that's its advantage. The Lachman is more technically demanding than the anterior drawer, but it is more sensitive and specific. The pivot shift is the most technically demanding, and the most dependent on full patient relaxation. Um, but it is higher in sensitivity than the Lachman. Um, and then lastly, there's the Lely, which I don't have any comparisons on, but it sounds interesting. It sounds like it may be a good um, exam in terms of, uh, you know, it's less technically demanding, and it uh, sounds like it may be, uh, fairly decent in terms of uh, specificity and sensitivity. So I'm looking forward to uh, 
learning more and, and testing that one out more. Um, if I've ever talked to you before um, about physical exam, you've heard me say that physical examination, whether it's knee, hip, shoulder, whatever, is more to support what you've already ascertained from a good history. And specific to an ACL tear, the biggest thing is if you have a patient that has described a non-contact injury where they were playing a sport or running or coming down from a height and they planted a leg and they felt something pop or felt a shift in their knee and then it popped back and they have a large effusion, then the first thought in your mind should be ACL tear. So again, non-contact injury, um, coming down from a height, whether it be you know, a fall off of a ladder or they went up for a rebound and came down and they felt something pop in their knee and a shift, uh, then think ACL tear. If they were running down the field and they stopped to, to plant and uh, change direction suddenly and they felt a pop in their knee, uh, then suspect an ACL tear. So non-contact injury, pop in the knee, large effusion, immediately think ACL. Um, you know, my personal experience, uh, mine was a non-contact non injury playing baseball, which most people don't think of ACL tears in baseball, but I was rounding third base. My coach said, go, 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 go home. And then all of a sudden he changed his mind and said, get back to the back. So I stop, I plant with my right foot, I turn to go back. And immediately when I planted and turned, pop. Uh, and my dad said he could hear the pop from the stands. But uh, pop, excruciating pain, fell to the ground. Uh, large effusion developed soon thereafter. And when I visited the orthopedist, I was diagnosed with an ACL tear. So end of story. Um, I hope you have enjoyed this. I hope you have found it valuable. Um, I would love it if the ACL became your favorite ligament and the Lachman became your favorite physical exam test to perform. So keep practicing, feel that firm endpoint, feel that snap, and I look forward to presenting the next podcast for you soon. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Musculoskeletal Minute. I trust that you found today's episode valuable and useful and have improved your confidence in caring for musculoskeletal injuries. Join me next time. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. Also, visit and join our website, basicsofortho.com, and check out the informative videos on and subscribe to our YouTube channel.